It's that favorite time of year or week, rather. It really is weekly rankings with AJ Black. Weekly reads and rankings where we read your comments as well as go through the top five best teams of the ACC and then the top, you know, they could do better <laughs> ACC teams. We're going to talk about that and maybe why the Atlantic Division could be a little ticked off with these recent TV views from their fans. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candice Cooper, joined by A.J. Black of Locked on Boston College. Each and every Wednesday, we give you weekly reads and rankings, reading your best comments here from our YouTube page, as well as talking through some of the best and worst teams around the conference. And so without further ado, A.J. Black, welcome to the show once again. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, Candace, it's uh, a, a very different feel from last week from my perspective, but I'm glad to be back. <laughs> you know, it was a little down, sad, Sally, but I'm so glad that you got to pick up an ACC win. Look, it wasn't the prettiest game, and Phil Dracovic made one of the stupidest throws I've ever seen in my life, or whatever the <laughs> hell that was. But it's a, a win's a win, and get out the schneid and get ready to play Clemson this week. A hundred percent. If you guys have had the opportunity to listen to any of this week's show so far, you would definitely hear Kenton Gibbs and I talk about the fact that Louisville is, if there was ever a team you shouldn't lose to this season, Boston College would definitely be it. And no offense, AJ, but we just had to rip because there's no reason why Louisville should have lost that game. Oh man. BC had 13, 13 penalties, three turnovers, and they were trying to hand the ball back to, to Louisville and Louisville said, Literally. nah. Not interested. We're going to lose this game. <laughs> no doubt about it. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about the five teams that are struggling here just a bit. Top five lowest teams, rather, that we always like to go through. So if you are listening for the first time, know that we talk about five and five. So if your team is somewhere in the middle, you've made it clean through this week's event. So, AJ, who we got fifth? Let's start with number five. I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. Okay. They're okay. going to stay at the bottom. Uh, uh, you know, they have their one win against – which was against BC and they got absolutely housed by NC state uh, UNC this week. Um, And at the beginning of the season, I said that Pry had a big uh, rebuild in front of him. And, you know, he had that big win over BC, which looks irrelevant as the season goes on, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's more and more clear that they don't have what they need to, to, to take that next step. And, you know, with the rest of the conference, especially some other teams making some big, having some big wins so far. Yeah. I mean, the quality of win for me puts them at the bottom. Yeah. The horses are definitely not in the stable and it'll be interesting to see how he recruits going into this off season, especially with this transfer portal thing being such a popular notion these days. So hoping he can get some more dogs and probably have a better, we're just chalk this year up being the year one and figuring things out. And we'll be back in the groove in Blacksburg. So number four, what we got? I got UVA. Virginia, the state of Virginia. is, is The state funny. of Virginia is in, in last place right now for me. <laughs> yeah, we, that's crazy. I don't know if you got to hear any of Tony Elliott's comments today, mm-hmm. but uh, he is like, you know, I don't want to say that he's throwing his team under the bus, 
but he's being very critical of his team saying they're not playing together. They're not, you know, working as a unit. They're way too talented to play, be playing as bad as they are right now. Um, and it, it, they are bad. They're bad. They're a bad team. You know, Brennan Armstrong, you know, is what averaging like 140 yards per game or some absurd, absurdly no, low number. Yeah. They're 0 2 in conference. You know, they got smoked by Duke. They get to play Louisville, who we'll talk about in a second, in a game which could kind of determine Scott Satterfield's future, in my opinion. A thousand percent, because if you lose to not only Boston College, but Virginia in this year, consecutively yeah buddy you got to pack it out care how good of a recruiter you are ain't no way just ain't just no no possible way i could have faith in you but more than that going back to tony elliott yeah you don't have a team gelling but whose fault is that at the end of the day to me right. y'all ain't, y'all ain't doing the icebreakers y'all ain't doing the running in the you know my favorite movie remember the titans y'all ain't running in the forest in, yep. in the rain like y'all clearly that's a coaching issue and if you're not saying after all of that you know all of those comments, if you're not saying at the end, but that's on me and I will do better as a coach and as a leader, then I look at that as, all right, let me, let me tilt my head a little bit. Because if you're just used to having four to five stars, like, okay, that's great. A monkey could coach them, but I'm trying yeah. to see what you can do in adversity. So let I mean, me see Duke's, that. Duke had nothing last year. Hello. And look at what they're, look at what they're doing this year. You know, like oh. that, that's all, that's all buying into a culture, buying into a program and, and executing on the field. UVA yeah. is, had arguably more, way more talent. I mean, they have Brennan Armstrong, who is all ACC third team, I believe. And they look like garbage. They look like utter crap out there. And that's on, yeah. that's on Elliot. He's going to figure that out. And I think it also shows just how good of a coach Bronco Mendenhall was. And that switch and transition wasn't yeah. as smooth as we're coming to see, right? As much as he, you know, decided to step down to all the things, which is of course appropriate for you and your mental health and all of that. I think Tony Elliott, Assuming people, I think people assume Tony Elliott was going to be the instant answer because of his pedigree. It is yep. very apparent that it's going to take some time, but you know, here we are. Well, look at both. I mean, both former Clemson co- uh, coordinators are struggling out there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean Venables is three and two, but it's yeah. Oklahoma and you can't lose two games. You know what I mean? <laughs> You can't lose, get, and you can't lose by 30 to TCU. Absolutely not. That I, When I looked at the score, sorry to go on a slide here, but, like, I was just like, this can't be Oklahoma, and it can't be TCU. Like, there's just no way. Like, yeah, you might have some close ones that don't go your way, but not not a 30-point blowout. That's just insane. The, I, I, I want to I, – I need to get into Locked On Big 12 because – I'm really interested in like hearing about Kansas and TCU and all. It's just like a crazy conference this year, and yeah, everything is flipped on its head. And it's it's for sure. fascinating. Shout out to the homie Josh Neighbors. If you guys have not checked out his pod, he does great things over there. All right, number three. All right, uh, Louisville. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they, you didn't put them lower, but Virginia is bad right now. They're they're bad. They're bad, bad, mm-hmm. bad. And I mean, you just have to look at at quality. I mean. A common opponents between Florida State and Louisville. Florida State absolutely housed BC. It was yeah. 44-14. And they played against Louisville. It was a tough game, a game that uh, Louisville lost when Florida State came back. Now, Louisville plays BC. They mm-hmm. can't. They got three sacks on, on Dracovic, but Dracovic somehow figured out how to get his game back. And other than some really boneheaded you know, turnovers – was yeah. able to to take them apart and Louisville's offense is is bad. It's it they don't have anything. I mean, 
they, the the announcers can make a, as big of a deal as they want about Malik Cunningham. He was other than he he trotted out from about five yards out three times, and that's if you're BC, yeah. you're gonna live with that because that's what it is. He's not running for 200 yards against you, but like they don't have an offense. Their defense was bad. Um, I I mean I I watched that game and went, man, Satterfield is done. Now, for someone who is big on recruiting and you understand the way that yep. world works, how much of him being such a great recruiter factors into your decision making when you're the athletic director, you're the president, and you're saying, okay, but this yep. guy has a lot of people coming in that may not come if he's not the head coach. Well, I think the world's changed a little bit on that sense. So I don't think it's going to. Mm. I talked to Matt McGavick of Fan Nation, who was on my uh, show last week, and. He was saying, you know, they have Ruben Owens, who's like a five-star running back, uh, mm-hmm. who's like the one of the highest recruits Louisville's ever gotten. And they have another Pierre Clarkson, I think his name is, is a quarterback four-star. And from what he says is the NIL money that they're going to get is going to make sure that no matter who's the coach, they're coming to Louisville next year. So it doesn't fair. matter who. So I don't – I feel like NIL kind of like, you know, smooth that over. So it doesn't matter if it's Satterfield or if it's some other coach, they'll be there. That's a good point. All right. Number two. My number two team is Georgia tech. Okay. Yes. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Yellow Jack is figuring out how to move it up a little bit and (laughs) they showed heart. And I, I was impressed. I, I went to bed uh, early that night. Um, and I woke up and went, what they beat Pitt. (laughs) And then I went, yeah, they beat Pitt. And, you know, they don't have, you know, I, I, the, the difference between what I gave them and what I gave BC is I think there's more talent on BC to win more games. So they're a little higher for me, but shout out to, to Georgia Tech for really like not folding it up and, and going out there and beating a top 25 team. I mean, that that's a big deal. Will they win any more games on their schedule? Who the heck knows? But you, now you have like something. You have something yeah. to hang your hat on this year when it looked like you had nothing, and that's that's a positive to to the um, was it key the the yeah. interim coach. You know he 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 got them together. He got them to play hard, and that's all that you can ask for. Yeah, I think Brent Key being a former player and really understanding that 404 in Atlanta culture is huge for the Yellow Jackets, especially considering how much they have built that brand to be something good. Like, I'll credit Jeff Collins. He definitely made you excited about wanting to play in Atlanta. But actually, when it comes to X's and O's, maybe he wasn't the best. Excited for Key to see what he can do. And if he really showed, like, they win a couple more games. You might as well mess around and keep him. Like, it's clear that they want to play for him. And again, it's also clear that they had talent. It never was lack of talent. It was lack of right. from jump. So that, that being that number one, I'm assuming is Boston college in terms of teams that are on the lower level, but figuring it out. Yeah. They're up. They, they moved up and listen, all I have been talking about with BC fans on locked on Boston college for the last three weeks is, is Boston college, the worst power five team out there right now. And they clearly showed last weekend that they're not. And so that is a positive for BC right now. Well, honestly, baby steps, right? Yeah. Um, they were putrid against Florida State. They made lots of bonehead plays against Louisville, but there were positive steps in the right direction. They got they kept Dracovic on his feet. I mean, he threw and Jay Flowers had an insane game. Um, they they blocked that extra point that ended up being the winner for them, you know. Um they were able to kind of contain Malik Cunningham who ran for what was it, 150 yards against BC last year. And he only ran for 62 this year. Yeah. I know he got hurt. So he didn't play the whole game, but still 
there were steps in the right direction. Now they get to play Clemson this week. And am I naive to say they're going to even have a chance? No, I still, all I can pray for is that Jakovic doesn't die. And so, because that defensive line against the way BC's offensive line has played, even if they've improved, which they have, is a scary, scary thought for Boston College. And, you know, the Clemson defensive line in 2020 uh, separated Dracovic's shoulder in the end of that game. It was a game BC almost won, and that was with a good offensive line. What they're going to do against this offensive line this year, uh, it's going to be. Well, here's the hoping that the bandana game gets you a little more. Right. A little more. Let's just yeah. hope, you know, for safety's sake. There's always weird mo- uh, juju about that, you know? Like, yeah. it brings out something with BC, and I don't know, like, you know, if they're going to have that that mystique, and it's a night game at, you know, I, I don't know. Something could happen, but I, I'm not counting on it. <laughs> this is true. Uh, listen, our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Lockdown College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where they highlight the most exciting play from your favorite schools here in the ACC. Now, you can see it throughout history or your alma mater. This week's thrilling moment from uh, Nissan shall be, you know, crazier things have happened, so we'll get excited about that. I will leave you guys to be more anticipated, but the thrilling moments are an opportunity for this uh, inspiring new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the new frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available at NissanUSA.com. We're rocking and rolling here with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College. We're talking about all things rankings here. Talked about the five teams that need a little more help, but there are actually five really good teams here in the ACC, and AJ's got them for us here. So number five, best team in the ACC right now would be? Uh, The number five is Duke. Let's go. Let's go. You know, I had Duke or Florida State on here, and I debated both. But you know what? At the end of the day, I I put Duke because that was the winner. That's who. That's who's winning right now. Right, they're winning. They they played a very good Kansas team to the end, and you know, I I like the I like the Knowles. And please, fans, don't kill me in the comment section, or kill me if you want to. That's okay. (laughs) Um. But, you know, they've run for, what, 1,100 yards or something like that as a team. Physical, they're playing well. Mike Elko's got them believing they're a fun team. And, you know, when you win, you win. And <laughs> I am I'm looking forward to a Duke-Clemson ACC championship game. <laughs> Listen, as much as people are laughing, I cannot wait to get the last laugh because not only am I going to get money from both, uh, Drizzy Drake and Kenton Gibbs. I'm also going to just be relishing in the fact that everyone doubted me when I said Duke football is going to surprise a lot of people. And it's just very reassuring to know that I was right about I'm one guilty. Team. I laughed at you when you said that. <laughs> Most even JJ from Locked on Blue Devils podcast did not believe me when I said the Blue Devils are going to be good. Because once again, I reiterate, guys, Sometimes you can talk X's and O's all day, but you can't measure heart. You can't measure talent. You can't measure want to. Those guys wanted to win very badly. I went to all the games, home games last season. They wanted to win. They did not have the right people calling the game to help them do that. That's just point blank, period. And then you also just saw them like give up on when you lose a locker room, it's just time. And that's exactly what happened. But now you have someone who understands and just being at the game, they have a student section. They didn't have a student, like very basic stuff. 
that like really just changes the energy, right? They had a whole freshman pro like freshman giveaway fan development type thing where they give freshmen a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars for each quarter. So if there was ever money, I would come to the game if I knew I could get four hundred dollars if I stayed until the fourth. Are you serious? Like <laughs> Yep. That's right there. That's beer money, you know, being in college. That's a great incentive to come to games. So whatever works. And you know Duke got it. So there you have yep. it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Number four. Is NC State. So okay, okay. they held, they were in it against Clemson. It felt like Clemson kind of controlled that whole game. Um, but they, you know, you look at their quality of wins, they, you know, barely beating East Carolina, holding their own against Texas Tech. Um, I'm really, I'm again, the ACC Atlantic is fascinating and the games within the division are really like must watch. I'm, I'm really interested to see their game against Florida State because that really is going to show me is NC State a contender? So, you know, they still in the hunt or is Florida state that, that those dudes, you know what I mean? Like I want to see if they can bounce back after Clemson. Cause you know, when you play Clemson and you play in death Valley, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but there's always a letdown effect that game after it yeah. because you put so much into getting out there and trying to dethrone the champions that, you know, NC State doesn't have an easy one this weekend. When you have to play Florida State right after Clemson, that is tough. And it's going to show what kind of moxie they have and where they are in comparison to the rest of the ACC. I think it's going to really stra- put this, the the different levels of where this conference is at. Absolutely. One of the highlighted comments that we had from YouTube from the Clown Town saying, God bless Brother Kenton for rightfully calling out. The NC State coaching staff, they waved the white flag right before halftime. And I agree. I think there were opportunities where if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly, you're playing against a really good team, but you're also a really good team. Don't just be satisfied with points or that it's an even score. Try and go out there and run two minutes. You're like, whatever you need to do to give yourself an opportunity to get a momentum shift or quiet that crowd could have been done. But what pisses me off about NC State the most is that I was rooting for them. And y'all all know how hard that is for me to do being an unbiased person here on the Locked on ACC podcast. So it makes me mad because I was rooting for you guys to be my champions. And it looks like you're going to let me down yet again, but that's fine. It's fine. I knew better than to put all my faith in a wolf tagger, but it's I'll, I'll live with it. I'll live with it. All right. Number three. So number three for me is Syracuse. Let's and go. Let's they're going to stay top five until they show me that they don't deserve it. And, <laughs> you know, that last week, it, it's basically nothing's changed. They played for Wagner, which doesn't really, it, it's their FCS team. So they didn't really have to do much. Sean Tucker yeah. had three more touchdowns. They won 59, nothing. And then they have, they have a bye week. And then next week, again, like this ACC Atlantic schedule is crazy. They get yeah. NC state next week. Yeah. So that's going to be another have a great schedule. Week. Yeah. They're going to have to have a, uh, Huts, but figure it out because you don't get it. You don't catch a break here in the Atlantic. It's very clear. Right. And so they're, they're up there until they're undefeated right now. They're five and oh for a team that, you know, preseason, everyone was talking about Dino Babers being fired. This is going to be easily the worst team in the ACC Atlantic. I mean, who's coach of the year right now? Is it Mike Elko? Is it, is it, is it Dino? It's gotta be one of the two. We love a last laugh, and both of them clearly have that when it comes to their respective teams. Speaking yep. of last laughs, if you guys are putting money down, like I'll be having the last laugh when it comes to Ken Gibbs and Jersey Drake, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting information this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game. 
The Fast is the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite events this football season, including they have other sports too, though, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the betonline.net website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the games in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. I will say I had an eight-team parlay on the NFL. I would have won nearly $1,000, but mm-hmm. the damn Detroit Lions just mm-hmm. blew it. And, you know, my partner is a Detroit Lions fan, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, they've been showing me a little something. I'm going I'm to give them a little grace. Never again. Don't ever, never again will you hit, have me put any money down on the Detroit Lions. I learned my lesson. It was a hard one for sure. I have I have right now, Candace. My one I'm waiting for is preseason. I put Heisman odds on Hendon Hooker. There you and, go. Ooh, that's a good one. And I, I I if I win, I am in good shape. So that's my that's my big one. And uh, I'm really hoping that my bet online uh ticket <laughs> cashes in on that one. Taking the kids to Disney for sure. Love to yep. see it. All right, number two team here in the ACC who is ripping and running and doing good things. Who we got? Wake Forest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they lost they they lost to Clemson a couple weeks ago, but clearly they showed that they're better than an NC State the way that they lost. I mean, you don't want to like dissect losses, but they were right there with yeah. they were right there with Clemson and they still, you know, that was close. And then they beat they come right back and they beat Florida State yeah, in Florida Tallahassee. State. Yeah. <laughs> Very key there. In Doug, which like again, Florida State. You had my vote. We were feeling good about you. I thought they were going to beat Wake Forest because of, you know, Wake coming off the loss and just the way the energy has shifted a little bit for Florida State. But Wake Forest said, no, 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 we got this covered. So kudos to them for sure. Yeah. And And, and Sam Hartman is is either you'd say either DJU or him. You know, they're the the top two quarterbacks in the conference right now. And yeah, uh, I I, Speaking of which, we had a person who gave us an opportunity. Their internet was out, so shout out to Mr. Willie Thomas, who wanted to give us a little insight here. But his good was Sam Hartman. He said he looked like the ACC version of Aaron Rodgers. And since y'all know I'm a Canes fan, he was not going to even expand on our bad for Monday show talking about Florida State. And he's like, I'm just going to agree, which we know we we appreciate that. It it was a little ugly there for the Knowles. But I will say once again, Sam Hartman is showing – a little bit of what I hope to see from Devin Leary in terms of being the preseason ACC player of the year. I'm not sure that's gotten into his head. It's messing with him a little bit, but it feels like when he was under the radar, he liked that, like under the radar disrespect a little bit. But now that everyone's like, all right, we think you're the man. He's like, huh, wait a minute. Maybe not. Maybe not. Second guessing, second guessing. Not that he's playing bad, but certainly not of the caliber with, with which we may have hoped. But speaking of number one, who is playing a little bit better than we all thought, I'm sure it's still Clemson. It's still Clemson. <laughs> and, and, you know, DJU has got 11 touchdowns and one interception. If we want to talk about improvement this year, you know, at a position, at the, at a key position, he's number one. Like you can't, yeah. it's hard to argue with anyone else that yeah. DJ Man, has. Okay, club, you thought, you thought he was yeah. Everyone thought that. I mean, like you saw what you saw last year and just yeah. he looked broken and he, he took that criticism and built himself back up and looks every bit, the five-star underkin that everyone thought he was going to be. And he's, da- yeah. he's dangerous. He's, he's the type of quarterback play. The way he's playing right now is a type that that's going to get you into the playoffs. It's going to win the ACC and be dangerous. And 
with that defense out there with him and with Will Shipley, who's playing really well too. The Clemson team is very well-rounded and very good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think that ultimately after Saturday, I always like love a little challenge. I just figured somebody's going to come in and take the crown. It was just clear and apparent that it's just not right now. Like Clemson is very much taking their claim. And I don't, I don't know who, after especially Wake Forest's two overtime loss, like I just don't see anybody getting in Clemson's way as we, as it stands after week five. You know, there's there's been teams in the past that have snuck up on them and and bit them. Syracuse is one of them. I mean, sure. I, I don't know. I don't want to say that Syracuse could do it again, but yeah, watch they're playing very well, um, and you know they could catch them at the right time to beat them. Um, yeah. I don't think BC has a chance. Um, South Carolina doesn't have a chance, but I mean, I just saw on two, four, seven, they had a article on who's going to be the first loss for every remaining undefeated team. And Clemson's was none. And yeah. <laughs> that was, that was their discussion. Was that <laughs> Clemson doesn't have a, a loss on their schedule. They're going to all signs pointing them going 12 and zero and going into the ACC championship game. Yeah, I just don't see Garrett Schrader against that defense having a good day. I just don't see it. Like, I think Garrett Williams on the defensive side could certainly give DJ fits. Yep. But I just – I don't, I see Sean Tucker getting swallowed up in that backfield as, as, as it stands now. My mind could change tomorrow. You know, that's just the way life goes. But I just don't see – Clemson is just freaking good. And it's annoying because you're like, okay, it's time for a change. No, they're like, all right, hold my beer. I'm not – no change. No, thank you. Yeah, but, yeah. You're going to have DJU and he's going to go right to Cape Club Nick in a couple of years. And that, that yeah. dynasty under Dabo Swinney is going to continue. He is definitely getting on his Nick Saban vibes of things just rolling. But I will say, as we're wrapping up the show here, talking about the Atlantic division, you mentioned like four out of the five teams are clearly in the Atlantic. And I hate for the fact that they won't get the opportunity to have sort of that rematch or meet you in, you know, the ACC championship game. I'm this, this, if there was ever a year to say, this is why we don't need divisions. This is that year. Right. There's no no offense to Duke who is going to, who's earning it, but who knows? It's so early in the year. They could, they could hit a rough patch. It's absolutely could happen with a team like that. Right. Yeah. They could face a tougher team and, and just could, they could fall, but you know, in the grand scheme of things for the ACC, we've talked about it all season long about, you know, money, TV mm-hmm. rights, all that stuff. What's going to be the marquee matchup for the ACC? Is it going to be Duke and Clemson? Or is it going to be a rematch? If they can sell it like that, the, a rematch from that overtime, double overtime game between Wake and, 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 and Clemson. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's Clemson crazy is- to think Cl- Wake being a money seller, but it, that's, it is what it is, right? Yeah, Wake Forest and Florida State were one of the top 10 most watched games, and I'm thinking maybe a lot of that was Florida State fans, but if you look at the number two most watched game after Alabama and Arkansas, it was Clemson and NC State, so the staying power is to me in the Atlantic Division, so mm-hmm. they would be that hot ticket item come December in Charlotte, everyone would have their eyes glued, and it will be next season. I think there's whoever gets the opportunity, I right now as it stands, I would say two, it's going to be two Atlantic teams, crazier things, of course, have happened, but you know, it's going to be must-see TV for sure. Yeah, and it's been you know, we've talked about, I think last year, our theme when we talked about the ACC was it was a crapshoot, right? Every yeah. team, it was like vulturing, each, the, the college conference was vulturing itself. Mm-hmm. This year, it's all about good play and exciting matchups. And it's not that it feels like you still end each game with going, you know what? That team's still really good. <laughs> and that team's yeah. going to continue. And yeah. it, 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 it shows like a good, what, what the, what the conference really needs is a really solid bill of health. And, and, and this, this year showing that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
top to bottom. There's there's bad teams. Obviously, Boston College is one of them, and Louisville's another one. But are they as bad as Colorado? Are they as bad as you know Vanderbilt? Oh, no, Vanderbilt's not that bad this year, or maybe they're. I don't know. <laughs> you know the bad teams out there. Arizona State. Yeah, they're not. They're not that bad, and it, and yeah. so the conference itself is looking much better. One hundred percent. I think that Commissioner Phillips, a part of his speech next season, wait, what an exciting time that we're doing away with division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. We we've been here waiting for you. So ready yep. for it. Ready, excited about it. AJ Black. It is always a pleasure to have you here on the Readings and Rankings Weekly Show. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you? Follow all of your work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can follow me on Locked On BC. I am currently working on a video edit of Dabo Swinney running across America. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm removing, I'm working on it. I'm removing the hill behind him and having him just running. Love um, it. Uh, <laughs> because I, I, my, the BC fans respect Clemson, but there's a lot of dis, dislike of Dabo uh, amongst our group. So I'll be talking a lot about that. I don't, I don't mind him, but I, don't know. <laughs> um, no, I, I get it 100%. Um, and you can follow me on Lockdown BC. Get, subscribe on YouTube if you if you want to. And I'm also the editor and publisher of Two Four Seven Sports Eagle Insider. You know we're one of the premier Eagle Boston College uh, sites that has great information on the team, recruiting, everything, and a great community of BC fans. So check that out as well. A man who does it all. Guys, come back tomorrow as we will have Alex Dono talk with us about potential trap game Thursdays. Okay, I can't wait for that show. For Candace Cooper and AJ Black, until next time.